what movie you're gonna pick. I don't know what that movie is. What? I, you seriously don't know? Binks? I feel like- Wait! <laughs> oh man! Oh good, we got that movie out there. That was, that was recorded! <laughs> yes! Alien. Alien? Wait, what? This Alien is the is best. Jonesy. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't, wait. It was it Jinxie in Alien? No, Jonesy. Jonesy. Binks. What the fuck is Binks from? You're gonna find out. No, you gotta tell me now. Well, you're gonna no. find out. That's part of the game. Oh, God. <laughs> it's probably a movie I haven't seen. It's probably I, a movie you've seen. I, it's probably a movie you've seen. I mean, it's not impossible. Is it you haven't seen Hocus it. Pocus? Yes. Girl, yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen that movie like once. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Slashers Prefer Blondes, the podcast where three brunettes talk the kinds of movies that bite, scream, and slash. I'm Natalie. I'm Heidi. And I'm Laura. And today we are taking a break from our regularly scheduled programming to bring you some excellent recommendations to watch this Halloween. All right, so we were thinking that it would be kind of fun this October to share with you guys our favorite like movies or TV shows or whatever that we like to watch to get us in the mood for Halloween. Naturally. I think all of us are pretty big Halloween fans of the mm-hmm. you know, fans of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like? Do you guys like do anything? Do anything fun for Halloween? Oh well, spooky. I am spooky year round, but <laughs> living up to the spooky grandpa name. Exactly, spooky grandpa for life. But during spooky season, which for me starts September first and ends. <laughs> No, ends eh, middle of November, right before Thanksgiving. Wow. We put up decorations. We don't, like, have a ton of decorations yet. Yet. And some of them stay up year-round. So, like, I got skulls in various places of the apartment all yeah. at all times of the I, year. I'm like that, too. I literally went to Michael's and bought a bunch of Halloween decorations, and I just mm-hmm. have them out in our house like regular decor. Yeah, like, yeah like, that's <laughs> the aesthetic. That. that is the aesthetic. But for Halloween itself, I don't really dress up because I don't really go to like Halloween parties because that's not, I mean, that's fine if you like Halloween parties, but it's not really what it's about for me. So I usually stay home and watch just a bunch of scary movies leading up to and on Halloween. So that's kind of my tradition. My spooky season traditions, because I live in Southern California, are to do all the haunted houses around us. Um, Yeah. Because I've got, I've got those theme park haunts. Yeah, I used to do that a lot more. Like when I was in high school, I would go with a group of friends to whatever uh, haunted house or haunted attraction was nearby. And like, at first I I went to the ones that weren't as scary, but then I started to go to the ones where like they could grab you and stuff. And of course they always targeted me because I probably looked like, you know, like a little kid. (laughs) Horrified. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot. Yeah, I think it's just so much fun to like be scared. Yeah, and also know you're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what horror movies are about. 
I am trying to convince some people to go to a haunted house with me this year. I think that would be oh my, God. my my unfortunate truth is that my two best spooky friends are you two ladies, and you both live so far away from me. That's so we do. I don't That's have true. a lot of I don't have a lot of like friends who are down to get like scared. Want to get spooked? Um, <laughs> but the cool thing about Halloween is, is the one day of the year where I can convince the people around me who want to hang out with me on Halloween to come to my house. And everybody picks a horror movie, and then we just marathon horror movies all day. I always love hearing what you guys are picking for that day. That is the way to go. That is the one day where that's all we will watch, and everybody gets to pick one. It's like we have, like, random... It's a a random group every year. It's like whoever is free and wants to come hang out, and we just watch a bunch of scary movies it's always super super fun because everybody gets to pick something that they like yeah and we also like allow people to veto something if they're like really afraid of it but (laughs) for the most part uh it's always been a really fun time yeah i think that my haunted house adventures have kind of morphed in adulthood into like haunted tours like usually when i travel somewhere i like to find a ghost tour or some sort of tour to take and it's kind of like combined with history so recently uh i went to michigan and went on a tour of an old asylum so that was really cool just walking through i mean it was mostly refurbished and renovated but like it was cool to to hear the history of the facility and things like that so i think that's what i've started to do more often now i love that natalie and i went on a very fun ghost tour in new york and it was also pouring down rain it was awesome. It added to the atmosphere. It was awesome. What, so was it outdoors or indoors? It was Yeah, outdoors. we were just like walking around. Oh my god, that's awesome. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I would hate being wet. I hate I hate getting rained on, but <laughs> that still sounds cool. <laughs> it was very cool. Oh, I also would like to plug. Oh, so every year, except for last year, Heidi and I do this thing where we watch um, a bunch of horror movies and then post little reviews of them on our Instagram. Yeah. So if you do not follow our podcast Instagram, which is Slashers Prefer Blondes Podcast, please do that. On our Instagram, we're going to be posting the little reviews we do for the horror movies that we watched this year. Normally we do 31, but now we have day jobs and make it hard for us to watch movies together. So (laughs) (laughs) we're only doing 13 and we're going to count down from 13 days towards Halloween. So for that second half of the month, get in. Well, we will probably also post like, um, like where you can watch them too, if you're interested, Mm -hmm. but we're super excited um laura is gonna tag along for some of them too so if she posts a review i will also post that as well our format for this episode is as follows um each of us have picked three count them three things that we watch every halloween or would suggest somebody watch on halloween because i one of them is not something that i watch every halloween but i will explain it when i get there Mm -hmm. um so who wants to go first i'll go first yeah okay what's your first one okay So a little uh, preface about this. For the last like five years of my life, I have been in a job that didn't allow me to enjoy Halloween. So some of these picks are things that I wish I could have watched during Halloween. But, you know, now I probably will because I have a different job. Woo! My first pick is going to shock no one because I'm basic that way. My first pick is Hocus Pocus. It is a perennial <laughs> fave. I just love watching it every single year, and I'm really excited for the sequel. I hope that it's good. I will say that I love, 
I love how much other people love Hocus Pocus. Like seeing the enjoyment that other people get from that film makes yeah. me happy because they're just fucking loving it and just living it and living their truth. And I'm excited for them. And I love seeing cosplay of the three witches. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have not seen the movie that many times. I'm not like the hugest fan, but you know, like I said, it's not that I think it's a bad movie. I, I just, it's not for me, but. Is that Theo purring? <laughs> Leave Sorry, that in. Really close to the mic. Leave that in. I oh, love here, that. Here, here, here. She's I so cute. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. That was my cat, everybody. Like, <laughs> um, I will say that I do think that it's really funny that I chose this one as my first one, and I didn't even realize it until this exact moment. But it has a really great musical number in it. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Living my truth out here. <laughs> I love it. I also liked yeah. the zombie in that movie. Was there just one zombie? Yeah, it, it was. It was. It's Joe Jones. Oh, he's gonna be in the sequel too. Oh, excellent! Oh, I remember um, liking that part. Yeah, I, I saw so Hocus fun. Pocus in college. It was the first time I ever watched it. Um, shout out to my friends in college who made me watch it. Uh, it was good. I I really like that movie. I think it's fun. Um, I don't have that nostalgic connection that a lot of people mm-hmm. I know in our age yeah. group do. So I am not a huge Hocus Pocus stan, but I do. I definitely have the nostalgia classes for it. (laughs) Yeah. Which is cool. In terms of Disney Channel original movies, I did really like Halloween Town, but I haven't watched that since I was a child. I was debating about picking that because I think it was last year or maybe the year before I had done like a horror movie, like uh, not horror movie, the Disney Channel original spooky ones. And I was, like, living my best life watching those again. But some of them are really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember which ones I liked. Phantom I of the Megaplex. Of Huge fan. Oh, yeah. Like I said, um, I didn't have the Disney Channel, so I didn't really watch yeah. them. I mean, that's that's okay, Laura. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're great. It's okay that you didn't I got it eventually. Show. And then I, like, watched Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire and all that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. My first pick will not shock anyone who knows me and my taste <laughs> in movies. I think Natalie has already mentioned it on this on this podcast. My first pick is Shaun of the Dead. Yes. yes. I knew it that came out, it Yeah, it came out in 2004, directed by Edgar Wright. Um, this is, until the movie Raw came out, this was my favorite movie of all time. This is now my second mo- favorite movie of all time. <laughs> But I think it, the reason I like it is because I think it's an exemplary blend of horror and comedy. Um, And side note, in in doing my picks, I realized that while I typically go toward more serious kind of fucked up movies, for Halloween, I just like to have a lot of fun. So like my picks are just kind of like fun, spooky times. Well, I mean, Um, like, who's going to be like, oh my God, yay, it's Halloween. Let's throw on Goodnight Mommy. Like, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, you got to have a little bit of revelry, I think. Yeah, Uh, definitely. So I love how Shaun of the Dead achieves comedy in a variety of ways. Like, first, the dialogue. It's such a quotable movie. And it has, you know, that it's infused with that dry British humor. So the dialogue is hilarious. Um, The characters and the context are hilarious. Like, the characters simply for who they are, but the context of, like, very ordinary people being thrust into this extraordinary event. So it starts with like, you know, kind of a boring, uh, Sean's boring life, so to speak. And then he's just like, oh, the zombie apocalypse broke out. Now, what do I do? He's like an electronic salesman. Oh, I didn't, I didn't describe the plot of the movie, but 
I don't know if I really need to. I mean, it's basically about a uh, quote unquote average average man who lives in London and he's like I said a sale an electronic salesman and the movie starts he just broke up with his girlfriend and he has kind of a um freeloader best friend so to speak <laughs> um and it's just about them now surviving the zombie apocalypse and also I, I love the editing of the film I think that's a trademark of Edgar Wright's directorial style the way he mm-hmm. edits for comedic purposes um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of one of those things you just have to see it to understand it because it's so unique and just in general it was a very formative film for me like it helped stoke my love of horror um Mm. it's one of my comfort horror films that i can always throw on the background and just you know enjoy it but not have to watch it too closely because i already know all the lines practically for the one time i like remember what happens in a movie it's because i've seen it so much so yeah it's just it's a staple for me and i can revisit it again and again and never get tired of it that's really solid i love that movie that is an excellent first pick mm-hmm. thank you and then i would also recommend the whole cornetto trilogy which is Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and the world's end but the other two are not horror films they're takes on different genres natalie what you got for us you're up my first one okay so there is one movie that I consistently always without fail will watch every October (gasps) and that is the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh I figured you might choose that yeah yeah I um I have been watching this uh around Halloween ever since I was in high school I think maybe earlier honestly like I was like I think probably like freshman year of high school they Mm -hmm. used to play this at night on logo on cable (laughs) I remember Um, that. I would stay up late and then watch it on logo and then like fall asleep with it on, and because they played it like a lot, so I would just like have it on Mm -hmm. like all the time. And after I left my parents' house and I stopped having cable, I still would just watch it every Halloween because it was just like a a thing that I would always do. Yeah. Um, for those of you who do not know what the Rocky Horror Picture Show is, I don't like all like maybe like one person who wouldn't know, but um, <laughs> it is a 1975 movie musical directed by Jim Sharman, starring Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Barry Bostwick, Meatloaf, <laughs> other fantastic people. Um, it's like kooky and weird and like gay and like one of like the <laughs> most fun like movie musicals that you could put on during halloween um it's like it's an iconic movie and it feels weird if i don't watch it yeah you know i get I mean? that yeah like it just straight up feels strange if i don't <laughs> i i mean i do think it's it's cool how it's such a cultural phenomenon and it's a reference in a bunch of different things like yeah i immediately thought of um the perks of being a wallflower movie mm-hmm. where it's where they go yeah. to a, a showing of it and um, you know, he gets pulled into it because it's his first time seeing the movie. So it's just, it's got a lot of um, kind of history to it and a lot of mm-hmm. tradition around it among people who really love it. And I think that's mm-hmm. cool. It's it's like, it's not even like a Halloween movie, but it's just mm-hmm. like so fun and so like spooky and cool. And I love the music and uh, we just, we just love to see it. We just love to see it. Okay. Heidi, you're number two. Okay. My second pick um, I think we'll speak to my low-key mission statement for this podcast to have us do an old black and white movie every yeah. every round, which I haven't been doing a great job about, but that's okay. This pick is actually something that my dad and I would watch a lot um, during like spooky season. And this pick is 
Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Mm. Oh, um, I, have, I have not seen that one. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. And this one, it's actually, they meet Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. And it has Lon Chaney Jr., Bella Lugosi. It's very funny. It's a little bit cheesy, but like... Of the Abbott and Costello, like, monster movies, that one's my favorite. I highly recommend it. Okay, so my second pick is actually courtesy of a friend from college. I remember we were having some sort of conversation, and he was he mentioned demons, and he was like, oh, you've never seen it? You've got to see it. You've got to see it. And once he told me, once he told me what it was about, I was like, fuck, I do have to see this. And I watched it, like, really late one night and did kind of spook myself but then had an amazing time and it is called demons is that the that's not the one that's not the giallo film is it yes it is it is it's, so it, it ah! so it came out in 1985 it's directed by lamberto bava but it was produced by dario argento um so it's definitely in that vein and i had never seen i think this was the first kind of argento-esque movie i had giallo seen film yes giallo film and then i Giallos watched spirit they are. So honestly, my first note, truly buck wild. Um, <laughs> someone, I was on the Wikipedia page and someone described this movie as quote unquote, ludicrously entertaining. And that is honestly what it is. Imagine the first scene of Scream 2, but okay. it's the whole movie. It's the whole movie. It is pandemonium at the cinema. So the brief synopsis is a group of people are trapped in a West Berlin movie theater infested with ravenous demons who proceed to kill and possess the humans one by one, thereby multiplying their numbers. So it's essentially a movie about people who get invited to a theater to watch a movie. And then kind of what's happening in the movie kind of translates to real life. And then it's people start becoming demons, which are kind of like zombies. And then they're all locked in the theater. And so chaos ensues. Huh. Okay. It's full. It's, you know, like we said, it's a Giallo movie. So it's full of like B horror, body horror, or B yeah. movie body horror, um, and like a kick ass soundtrack. And so parts of it are like really, really gross. But also because it's like got that B movie energy and like effects, it's like gross, but also you can kind of distance yourself from it and be like, this is fucking ridiculous and hilarious. I also love that it has like, it's so random. It has like these random greasers slash punks, like a group of kids just like fucking driving around that's ha- that seems okay. to have no relation to the movie. And when I was in college, I came up with like the super in-depth Marxist reading of why the greasers or the punks are in the movie, which I will spare you right now. But if you want to hear it, hit me up. Uh, but there's also like <laughs> there's also like you know there's shit flying around everywhere there's like motorcycles there are swords there's a helicopter like shit gets weird and crazy and it's amazing and I don't want to give anything else away but it's like I want to really quickly I want to look up this quote on Wikipedia that I found because it perfectly summarizes what's going on here this film is on Shutter if anybody is interested in watching it Shutter has like a whole giallo section right yeah. now. Yeah, please watch it and just just let me know what you think. Because here's a quote that I love. Someone described it as chaotic, inconsistent, blithely indifferent to storytelling, and as prone to cack-handed, unintentional comedy as gross-out horror. These are guilty pleasures, but their demented glee makes them aptly ideal party horror movies. So it Party is horror. a good one to watch with your friends and just revel in its 
just ridiculousness. Love that. So yes, I would definitely recommend that movie as, you know, if you're having a group of friends over and you're all up for something very, very wild, but fun. Put that this, on. this sounds fun. And I, if you have, you know, I if will you don't probably get, watch this soon. Yeah. If you don't have like a sensitive stomach or anything, like if you get queasy easily, there's some things that, you know, you will probably not appreciate, but if you get queasy easily, be careful whenever you take Laura's recommendation. on the movie. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's a good, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my second pick. Okay. Well, my second pick is, um, once again, a very popular film. Uh, <laughs> I'm not bringing niche interests to the table today, because you guys were wondering. <laughs> um, my second Halloween pick, films I love to watch around Halloween, would be 1978's Halloween by John Carpenter. Yes. I mean, me too. I almost put that on my list. I'm not even joking. Here's the I thing. Knew Here's you the would. thing. Here's the thing, guys. Halloween is one of my favorite movies ever made. I think yeah. that it is a perfect film. I have a Halloween tattoo. You I... do? How did I not know this? It's it's a little kitchen knife. I got it. Um, oh, okay. I did know that you had that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I got it a while ago, but yeah, it's a it's a little kitchen knife on my wrist. We love movie themed tattoos. Yeah, I have I have I have three movie tattoos. I have one. We'll maybe get another. Well, we're gonna get raw tattoos together. Yeah. So that'll be. I have a funny games one. tattoo, just in case anyone wants to know. Yeah. I have a I have a Halloween tattoo, a ginger snaps tattoo, and a girl interrupted <gasps> tattoo. Anyway, Halloween is the perfect film. The <laughs> the soundtrack and the score, the score is impeccable. John Carpenter really just went fucking all out on the score for Halloween. Acting's amazing, script's amazing, it's scary, it's fun, it's it's everything. It has that really, really awesome and memorable opening credit sequence with the yeah. pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the Halloween franchises. We're going to ignore that. What we're going to focus on <laughs> is this first perfect film. <laughs> it's just, it's quintessential. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's quintessential. I would feel weird not saying it. I mean, so. there is a reason why I took two separate classes in college where we studied that film. Like one class was, I think the rhetoric of horror films. And the second class was like uh, sexuality in, in film or something. Do you remember that, Natalie? We watched it twice. I do. I remember both. I remember both the classes. Yeah, and we analyzed it from different, two different standpoints. So it's like it's got a lot in there. There's a lot to. Unpack. And it was great every time. Like <laughs> truly, like it, it, it is just genuinely oh, five star film. God, I love Halloween. Okay, that's my that's my second pick. <laughs> oh man, how do I nice. follow up a five star classic with what I'm about to say? I'm like I'm like out here being like one of the best films ever made, one of my favorite movies ever, and Heidi's about to be like, "Here's this Scooby Doo movie I think you should watch." <laughs> I'm actually, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, um, I knew it. I'm about to pull a Natalie from the horror TV episode, where Ooh. I'm about to recommend every animated Halloween film I've ever seen. Uh, nice, <laughs> but I'm going to actually only limit it to Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, Scooby Doo the Witch's Ghost, Scooby Doo and the Boo Brothers, and Paranorman. Paranorman. Yeah, <laughs> I love this list of movies that you've been trying to get me to watch with you for like ten years. <laughs> Look, I am a hardcore Scooby Doo stan. Like I have said multiple times on this podcast, Scooby Doo is my first foray into horror. And then also Abin Costello was part of that. Um, so I'm just here to tell people that you should get on that train again. Scooby-Doo yeah. is alive and well in America. 
Don't let it die, or I'll cry. Scooby-Doo is dying. You heard it here first. Scooby-Doo will die if you don't watch him. <laughs> Scooby-Doo is like Tinkerbell. <laughs> also, I want to make a plug for just animated animated horror, but animated films in general. Like, I used to be I so, like, films. snobbish about animated. I will admit that I was snobbish about animated films because I was like, oh, cinema. But, like, there's a <laughs> okay. lot. Recently, I've gotten into <laughs> animated films and, like, I, they're great. They're, the storytelling yeah. is phenomenal. And a lot of them, and I think that, you know, maybe people aren't snobbish like I was, but... You know, I think for people who are a little hesitant to watch animated films because maybe they feel like it makes them childish, I think that's probably what what contributed to my like hesitance. But like, I have really, it's I have really come into loving lots of animated films. Like storytelling is just as powerful, I think, in animated films. And yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to make a plug for them. So. I appreciate you doing that because I love animated films. A lot. Yeah. I also work for Disney. So <laughs> just full disclosure. I am obligated. <laughs> full disclosure. Also, I'm not implying that people who don't like animated movies are snobbish. I'm just saying I'm I'm just owning up to my previous I don't know, my previous prejudices when it came to animation. There, yeah. there is definitely a difference from being like, I think that animated movies are for kids, like being like that and being like, I just don't really generally have an interest in animated that movies. That is true. Like that is true. It's really, it's really hard to convince me to sit down and watch an animated movie. It is. I wish it wasn't because there are plenty that I do enjoy and do like, but like I just, I, I there's just not the interest, the the barrier to entry for me is just not. It's really that's really high for me. You I get I mean? that, but it's not because you think that they're childish. It's just like that's no. not a genre that appeals to you. I feel the same way about comedies. So like, yeah, I yeah. totally well, understand. Like, I can't believe that I just followed up Natalie's Halloween pick with. Here's four Scooby-Doo movies and also I Paranorman. It. I mean, I've heard Paranorman's really good. It is. <laughs> it's There's so a- good. Laura, what's your next pick? Oh, gosh, I'm next. Okay, final well, one. My final film is... I, I don't watch it every Halloween, but this is kind of one that I can, again, throw on at any time and have a good time. Um, so I typically do watch it around Halloween, just not always. Anyway, it is... An American Werewolf in London. Yes, yes. I'm so glad somebody okay. recommended that. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the other day I was talking to my coworkers about the movie The Curse, mm-hmm. um, which Heidi and I just watched. Yeah, It was fine. And um, I was like, here's the thing. like, I love werewolf movies, but I have an issue in that I only think that there are two good werewolf movies that exist. And yeah. one of those movies is American Werewolf in London. Nice. Flawless. Amazing. And yeah. the other one is Ginger Snaps. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. I almost put yes. that one. I almost put that on this list. But uh, yeah, An American Werewolf in London, it came out in 1981. It is directed or was directed by John Landis. Um, I can't call to mind any of his other films right now. I know he directed the thriller music video for Michael Jackson. Uh, but I can't. Say no more. Right, exactly. I almost put that on here. Um, but he's he's pretty well known. He's done several other things. Um and An American Werewolf in London is one that I can always come back to as a good creature feature, yeah. but I also appreciate that it's, it is about him and being a werewolf, but 
it's also very much about his kind of humanity and it Mm -hmm. plays a lot with the theme of monstrosity and whether or not he is a monster or a human or really what he is so there's lots of psychological turmoil going on inside his mind basic basic summary two american college (laughs) students on a walking tour of britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists so yeah i think like Shaun of the dead this is a really good example of blending horror with comedy um, mm-hmm. The horror is very, or the the comedy is very subtle, but it's it's enough to make you be like, oh, this is this is not like a slash em up movie. It's kind of like it's got a little bit of um, it's got another layer to it. Um, of course, the transformation scene in the middle with the practical mm-hmm. effects is iconic. Mm-hmm. If the you special not- effects in that movie are incredibly like game changing if you're not gonna watch the movie the full movie just watch the transformation scene just as like a piece of cinematic history (laughs) i feel like it's really important um kind of on par with like the the practical effects in the thing and like i said it's it's very much centered in the character and his identity yeah it's almost like an existential horror and that he's grappling with the knowledge of his own monstrosity like knowing that he's a werewolf and the fear of potentially mm-hmm. harming people when he turns into one so it's actually kind of tragic in a sense as well um so i think it's there's a lot more to it than oh here's this werewolf oh he's killing people uh, sure. end of movie not that like movies like that are terrible i mean there's a time and a place for those too and they're often pretty entertaining to watch but i do like how this one is a little different than what you would expect did you guys know that uh an american werewolf in london was the first ever academy award for best makeup no good for them they deserve yeah. that yeah yeah that was that was the first time they ever had that category and it was given to that movie and like a fucking course it was like oh, truly <laughs> no it's it's great i am always like hoping that the alamo will do like a screening of that film because mm-hmm. i would love to watch it on a big screen like i've seen the thing i've seen they live now on like a big screen and fright night and i'm like give me an american werewolf in london give me what i want honestly give me what i want one of my favorite scenes in a horror film is actually when they first go to that pub yeah and like and then yeah that part part where he's like they're talking about like there's this star on the wall and they're like we should ask Mm -hmm. him what it's about and Finally, one of them goes, what's that star on the wall for or something like that? And everyone gets silent in this pub. And like just the mm-hmm. shift in tone immediately is so, so jarring. It's it's a great scene to set up what's about to happen. So. Literally every single time I'm watching a movie where there is like a pub scene like that, I always think of that scene. Yes. yes. Oh, without I'm glad. fail. <laughs> I'm so glad because I was like, I don't know what I love so much about this film other than what I just or this scene other than what I just said. It's just kind of like something i feel like it's it's a really it's the atmosphere exactly yeah Yeah. the the instant hostility from the locals about these you know toward toward these two guys who are just like what's that star on the wall (laughs) like what does that even mean anyway that's my third pick what an excellent pick thank you you guys are bringing it. it i'm i'm excited my third pick um so this is once again Oh, I, Halloween I do kind of watch every year, but yeah. this is not a movie that I watch yearly in October, but I think it's a movie that I'm going to begin watching yearly in October. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning is, so 
I was thinking about picking something obvious like Trick or Treat or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which is a great Halloween movie. And if you if that's your Halloween movie, amazing. But like I said earlier in the episode, every Halloween, my friends and I watch horror movies together. And as I also mentioned earlier in the episode, I don't have a lot of horror leaning friends in my like immediate citywide friend group. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what I always try to do is like find a movie that is like a really good entry point for people who are not super, super into horror, Mm -hmm. who would like something that is kind of spooky, kind of scary, but like still really fun and upbeat. Yes. So the movie that I settled on that I now consider the best like gateway into something a little scarier kind of horror Mm -hmm. is the movie, the cabin in the woods from 2011. Yes. An excellent choice. Yes. Yeah. I just snapped for you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This movie has everything. It has um, meta commentary. It has slasher content. It has ghosty content. It, it has, has Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it has like killer mermaids. It has fuck it. It has everything. It has it everything has you could possibly want in a film. Literally everything. Literally, there's not a thing it ha- it doesn't have. <laughs> um, Chris Hemsworth really- is in it. Chris Hemsworth is in it. Yeah. I always forget that he's in it. It's like baby Hemsworth. <laughs> Truly, Chris Hemsworth is like a child in that movie. Bradley Whitford is in it. That's that's yes. the only really that's it the, has only the dad from Get, get Out. It. That's my guy. Unfortunately, it is written by Joss Whedon. But it's directed it, yeah. by Drew Goddard, who also Yes, but it is directed by Drew Goddard, who we've field. mentioned in the past is yes. you know, a fucking heavy hitter. So um <laughs> This movie is like really, really, it's really funny. It's really smart. It plays on a lot of really cool horror tropes. Um, If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go into it with, or if you have seen it and you're thinking about recommending it to somebody else, I would recommend to that person to go in with as little prior knowledge of the film as they possibly can, because I think that makes it more fun. If possible. Um, Especially if you're not like a horror movie aficionado. Like if it's like somebody who doesn't like horror movies and you're going to tell them to watch this movie with you don't let them know what it's about because then it makes it a little more fun Mm -hmm. um twists are great acting is great i really love this movie we're probably going to cover it on the podcast at some point because Mm -hmm. i know it's one of my favorite modern horror films and i think i don't want to speak for you guys but i think it is one of your guys's as well oh it's definitely Um, one of mine easily (laughs) but yes i think that this movie is definitely like a back pocket you know, hey, if I need to recommend a movie for like a group of people that is going to be a crowd pleaser, but will still satisfy my urge to watch something scary at all times, I'm pulling out a cabin in the woods. Yeah. It's also another one of those very postmodern ones that draws off of or draws from the tropes that we often see in horror films. So like, you know, if, if you have varying levels of knowledge regarding horror films, you'll appreciate it in different ways. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah keep that in mind i think a really fun challenge would be to watch all of the movies that are referenced in cabin in the woods oh Gosh. that would take forever i know but, but that would be fun though how think about how many films you would watch it would all be incredible <laughs> it wouldn't be all cabin of the, them cabin but... in the woods is like truly i mean as like i don't think it's shocking to anybody that I like that i like cabin in the woods so much considering i'm such a scream fan mm-hmm. but true it is just it, it it's just so fun i just really like that movie and when i because like when i put it on for my friends a couple halloweens ago i was like you know what this is actually kind of like a quintessential halloween film there's not really anything specific to the holiday about it but it just really understands like the spirit mm-hmm. of horror films yeah in a way that is 
kind of unique and still really fun. Yeah. I'm so glad that you picked that. That was so, that was like such a nice surprise. I know. I've been keeping that in my back pocket because I knew you were going to be excited. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. You're such a good friend. Yeah. I am kind of surprised that none of us picked trick or treat. I thought about it, but I had to get out the other ones. Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. Like, I also like, I like trick or treat, but I don't love trick or treat. I think trick or treat is fun to watch during the season, but it's not necessarily one that I have to watch. But I do think that it is like an iconic Halloween film. <laughs> Listeners! Tell us what you're watching this season and give us some recommendations to add into our wheelhouse. Yes. Yeah. What is everybody, what are your guys' like favorite horror things to watch during Halloween? How do you really get into the spirit of Halloween? Besides yeah. going to spirit Halloween. That's great. <laughs> what do you, um, what do you enjoy? Do you like our recommendations? Do you hate our recommendations? Be gentle or I'll cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm very sensitive. If you have anything else that you'd like us to talk about on one of these like little side mini-sodes, please just drop us a comment on our Instagram or send us a DM. And be on the lookout for our episodes coming at the end of the month, which are, I promise you, are going to be quite the delight. Oh, yeah. We haven't announced what they are yet. We haven't, we're not going to tell oh. you. And um, it's we'll... It's going to be a surprise. Honestly, we might not even tell you at the end of the, the next uh, full episode we film. And let us know... Let us know if you watch any of our picks and what you think. Yes. Yeah, huge that would be fan fun as well. That. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. It really means a lot to us that there are people who are out there enjoying us talking about our favorite thing, which is horror movies. Like I said, go ahead and follow us on our Instagram at Slashers Before Blondes podcast. Um, make sure that you rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. Those ratings and those reviews really do mean a lot for us getting seen by other people. And it's also really nice to know that you guys are enjoying or you know not enjoying um, the content that we're putting out because we would obviously like people to enjoy what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful, happy Halloween. Bye.